You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. Joining me this morning, um, this is our fourth show of the week, by the way. We are, we, we are bringing you the content this week, bringing you the content. Hopefully we'll be bringing you the same amount next week as well. Hello to you all in the chat. Thanks for joining us this morning. Um, you are very, very welcome along. Joining me this morning, the one and only Mr. Super Kevin Campbell. How are you, sir? Craig, I'm very good. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me on. And I am looking forward to our chat today because I know <laughs> we're going to dissect all sorts. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm sh- I know that you watch the podcast. Um, yeah. And you can see me and me and Lee having little bites off each other there every now and then about uh, different things. But oh, oh you mean flip flop? <laughs> the flip flop, Mister well, Dodgy's the flip flop. I, I wasn't going to call him. I wasn't. I know. Call him. I call him that all the time. He's <laughs> he's so results driven. At one minute it's good, next minute it's it's the worst thing in the world. It's a flip flop. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you call him that. I, I will. I, yeah, I'll let you call him that. I don't. Think, I, I probably wouldn't get away with it. Um, <laughs> mate, look, we find ourselves in a in uncharted, you know, uncharted territory. Really, there's a lot of Arsenal fans out there that support, you know, who started supporting Arsenal, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. And they've never really seen they've never really seen the club in this position. I mean, I've seen it in this position before. You've seen it in this position before. Hell, you were in the team <laughs> when yeah. when when we were in this position before. So, my question to you is: is what? Obviously, when Mikhail when Mikhail come in, I was under the understanding that this this wasn't going to happen straight away. It wasn't going to be a thing where Mikhail Arteta come in and we march straight into the top four and we march straight up to the top of the league and this, that and the other. And everything was everything that was going to be a success. 
that he was going to bring his, you know, that he was going to bring eleven players with him and, and and totally change us. Now I understand why fans are frustrated, and I under I understand why fans are worried. But coming from someone like you, Kevin, who's played the game, who's played for Arsenal, who's been in dressing rooms when the chips are down, as players and as a manager. What is it they, you know, what will Mikhail Arteta be saying to his players, even though they are 10th in the division, they're out of the FA Cup, they're out of the Carabao Cup, you know, and our only our only chance of silverware is the Europa League. What does he say to his players at training when he's got them in the dressing room? How does he keep them motivated? Well, I think the most important thing, Craig, is, is to get the culture and to get the head right, because there is no way... Arsenal should be 10th in the league. There's no way. Because we're, 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 we're better than that and we're more talented than that. So the question has to be asked, why are we 10th? Is it the manager or is it the players? Now, for me, Mikel Arteta has shown he can motivate the team. He can get them to beat anybody on their day. Our problem as a, as, a, as a team is the experienced players really haven't turned up for half a season. Yeah. And it's difficult to put your finger on because Mikel Arteta in training will be preaching consistency. You train the way you play. All of the, all of the good stuff, they'll be driving it through to the players constantly because you have to keep on that straight and narrow You've got to keep doing the right things. And then when they get over the white line, for instance, I'll pick one game out, which was the Aston Villa game at, at the Emirates. He looked, he looked physically shocked at the performance of the team. But we know it's, we know it's, a, it's a transition. We know it's going to be difficult times. But I don't even think Mikel Arteta realised just how damaged some of these players are, mentally damaged. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you look at our squad, they're all decent players. But for the last, how four years, we haven't qualified for, for the Champions League. So we have to be realistic. Yeah, he's brought some players in, but they're going to take a bit of time to settle. But the ones that are actually been in the team, they haven't been consistent. And everybody else are getting better and stronger. So, mm. you know, we're kind of standing still trying to turn the ship round when everybody else is going in, in one direction. And always we've got to take into account that badge, Craig. That badge is it's a heavy thing to wear because there's been some, some of the best players ever to grace the Premier League have played for our club. Some of the best teams have been in that badge and the, the level is high. Mm. And some of the players, they just can't live up to it. We've just got to be honest. And it's been 16 years in the coming, to be honest. And I know yeah. some of the fans haven't been, haven't seen it, but if we're honest... Yeah, you know, I agree with you. I massively agree with you. This has been in the coming for a long, long time. And I think yeah. this has been, I think this has been coming since we moved into the Emirates, to be honest with you. I mean, I know when we moved into the Emirates Stadium, that this self-sustaining model, see what I don't think, what the way I look at it is this, I think this self-sustaining model would have worked. Arsenal 
would have made it work. And I think Arsenal would have been up there if the Roman Abramoviches didn't come in and just blow the Premier League wide open, wide open with money. And then now, 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 all of a sudden, Arsenal are, you know, have, have gone down the have gone down the ranking attractiveness because we can't pay the wages and we can't pay the money. Yet Chelsea, you know, Roman Abramovich came in. We don't want to be disrespectful, but to Chelsea, but they bought, you know, they bought what they won. They weren't they weren't a great, you know, over over the over the Premier League years. I mean, they were getting better towards. The Roman Abramovich era, I would imagine, but they weren't really a club that were con- a consistently. Yeah, no, they, they, they weren't. Cons- they weren't consistently up the top of the league, and and this, that, and the other. But then, of course, once Abramovich came in, you got people like um, the fellow who came in to Manchester City, like blew Shinawatra. it even more. Shinawatra yeah. came in, didn't he first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all these all these people came in with the money and blew the league wide open, and and we kind of fell by the wayside. So. When that happened, you're right. You could see that it wasn't going the right way, and I think then, I think then is that's when we saw Arsene Wenger kind of conceding defeat um, to the fact that he, he he couldn't compete anymore because he kept trying to do the same thing over and over and over again, um, doing it the same way, the same way, you know. And like Einstein once said, doing something over and over again is a first, you know not changing anything is the first sign of madness. I'm not. I'm not saying that Arsene Wenger was going mad, but you, you get what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So, what is it that he, what is it that he, he's got to do then, Kevin? What is he? I mean, I have a graphic here now of of, of uh, players um, that should that should go, uh, in my opinion. Now, I, I've had a look at it, and I mean, for sale, you've got Matt Macy, you've got Bellerin, uh, David Lewis. Torreira, Guendouzi, Elneny, Lacazette, Klosniak, Willock. Would you agree that you know? Would you agree with with those names that I've just read out there? Now, is there any chance way back into the Arsenal team for them? Uh, I think Luis stays one hundred percent. We, you know, as fans, we all talk about leadership, and we talk about leadership because we've seen we've seen our teams over the years have great leaders in it. And this current team doesn't really have many leaders. So you don't want to let a leader out your building when it, no. it's, it's cost, not going to cost you crazy money. Yeah. But we do need leaders in that dressing room to help some of these youngsters and, and some of these players who are going to come in to understand the league. So, look, I think Lacazette might be sold solely because of age, not because he's yeah. not a good player. I just think... Mikel Arteta wants to bring the age down. And here's a good, here's a good question while we're on that fact. If the if the players let the manager down, and, and you know this is a valid point, why does he keep picking the same players? He's got nobody else. He's got nobody else to choose from. Mm. He's got nobody I, else. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm of that. I'm of I'm of that thinking as well. Um, yeah. Who else is there that goes in? I mean, if Bamiang lets him down, who does he put in? Well, well, let's be honest, Craig. Let's be honest. Earlier on this season, it didn't matter who he picked. Yeah, true. Because he changed it left, right and centre and we were still terrible. You know, we lost four games on the spin at the Emirates and we were going into a five, which would have been the worst record since, one of the worst records in the history of the club. We drew 1-1 against Southampton and we stopped it. 
So it doesn't. It didn't matter who we picked. You know, it, this was going nowhere. And and there's a lot more to it when you consider there was Deadwood in the dressing room. There were influences in the dressing room that could turn certain players' head. There wasn't. There weren't a great atmosphere because a certain name kept getting mentioned. Mm. And that was a hindrance to the work that was going on at the football club. And you can't, you cannot have players who were, who were sticking, sticking the knife in while, when you're trying to build something. You just can't have it, Craig. So some of the best business Mikel Arteta done was getting the people out. But that shone the light on actually what the problem at the club was because we had to pay players to leave, Craig. Yeah, Where did you get yeah. that? You I know, know, unbelievable. Yeah. Arsenal Football Club having to pay these guys to leave. So, look, you, you get rid of them. And and just to take it back a, a slightly, people at all always say about Mikel Arteta doesn't have the experience. Yeah, he is learning on the job. But you know what, Craig? For the last 10, 12 years, Everybody, whether it's Arsenal fans, opposition fans, have known Arsenal have needed a centre-back and a centre-midfielder. Never got addressed under Arsene Wenger in all that time. Unai Emery came in. It never got addressed under Unai Emery. Mikel Arteta's first window he comes to, he buys a centre-back and a centre-midfielder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has a plan. He has a vision. He knows, but... He's been dealt with all these cards that he has to utilize and use to find out whether they're actually good enough for the journey. And a lot of them aren't good enough. There's a there's a there's a player come up here in the chat. Um I'll bring this one in here. This is what about Xhaka Craig? Um he just can't get consistently into his game. He's been here five years. Now, me personally, I think that's quite harsh. Um I think Granite Jack is up for player of the month this month. And in my opinion, I think Granite Jack is a good shout for player of the month this month. Um, he's played He's played every single minute of February. I think he's getting better. There's been well, a few let, times. I, there's well, been let's a few put it t- this way. Let's put it this way, Craig. Here's the, here's the important part. Granite Xhaka has improved 100% and he plays so much better with Thomas Partey. It's incredible. Yeah. But where, during all that bad time, where was Granite Xhaka? Well, yeah, that's a good, that's, that's a good point. Is, the, hold is on, he... the point I'm trying to make is he's not a player who could change our fortunes. Partey is the player who could change our fortunes. Granite Xhaka, when the team weren't doing well, wasn't someone who could create, score, do whatever. He's a continuity player. Mm. Thomas Partey could change our fortunes because he makes everybody better. Do you know what I mean? But then, yeah, I, I get, I get completely what you mean. But is it is Granite Xhaka's improvement? Is that down to Mikel Arteta? Is he being better man managed? Is he because I've like, there's no one, there's no one can you know, I mean, there's no one in the, I know there's a lot of people that don't rank Granite Xhaka. I mean, I'm not his biggest fan, but I'm just talking about a player who I've seen improve. Improve? No, yeah, yeah. he has improved, and yeah. I'll agree with you on that. He yeah. has, yeah. But I agree with you. Then he's not, you know, he's not the player that's going to win us titles this, that, and the other. But surely to, to, to have a player like Granit Xhaka in your squad, in your team, it's got to be a good thing. I mean, he's... I think he's a squad player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the truth of the matter is, Craig, I think he's a squad player because you see actually how thin our squad is when we played Southampton in the in the FA Cup and then we were playing Southampton on the Tuesday in the league. Hmm. Mikel Arteta had to change the squad. We put the team out for the FA Cup. Everybody went into meltdown because, the, you know, he, he can't do that. The, the weak team, we threw away the FA Cup. He's, no, it's because our squad ain't strong enough. Yeah. Yeah. Our squad ain't strong enough. Then we play them in, in on the Tuesday, go a goal behind, and we wipe the floor with them. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. so that it, that is the mentality. It, it's it's difficult because the some some of the players just aren't good enough at that level to carry that badge. What do you make of the noise? What, what, what do you make of the news that I mean? I don't know how true it is. I don't know how false it is. There's a lot of people reporting on it that Arteta and Edu. Um, have already, they reckon that they've already got six players lined up uh, for the summer transfer window. Now, if that's true... And, and I would think it is. I, I would hope so. If that's true, that either indicates one of two things, that Kroenke's going to back him yeah. or there's going to be Max Exodus. Well, it could be a bit of both, couldn't it, yeah. uh, Craig, when you think about it? Because what, what we got to understand is because football's changed a bit now, where... You could be picking people up who have probably got six months of their contract left and you could do deals in January. So you could you could sign the agreements in January from abroad and you secure the players. You know, this is very un-Arsenal-like for us. Let's be yeah, honest. It's absolutely. very un-Arsenal-like. But in order to get ahead of the game, these guys have to these guys have to put these things in place because, Craig, let's be honest. We can't have another season like this. No, no, absolutely not. And and, I mean, and, and if we did, Mikel Arteta's head would be on the block. Let's be, oh, let's be honest. Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've been a massive supporter of him, you know, all this season. Me as an Arsenal fan, in just my, my little bubble as an Arsenal fan, in my personal opinion, I can see things, I can see things that have got better. Mm-hmm. You know, the defence has obviously gotten better. It's very strange. It's, it's just... I mean, imagine where we could be if we could score a few goals. Well, and it's, I feel, it's amazing, you know, it, isn't it? It's so it's such such fine margin. I mean, like we, I think we've still got the third best defense in the league, and we're tenth. Yeah. yeah. So I well, mean, that if we just could, goes to show, yeah, scoring goals know, is our problem. Yeah, if we could score a few goals, we'd be right up there. Exactly. But obviously, we've we've had the trouble with Aubameyang, and 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 well, not trouble. I rephrase that. He's had some he he's had some personal problems, and obviously, I think. Anyone listening to this podcast would would be the same. You know, if, you, if you're in a different country and your mum's in a different country and she's sick, it's going to be on your mind. Mm. I, I I was, since it's been cleared up and since she's she seems to be okay, he looks to be firing again and he looks yeah. to be the Aubameyang of old. So hopefully now, next season, he's going to be, he's going to be firing on. Well, let's, we've got to rest of this season first, Craig. Let's not move it on to next well, season. True. Well, true. Because, yeah, because you know what, Craig? Yeah, you 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 asked me before about what is what is the manager going to be saying to the players? There's still a lot to play for this season. Yeah. I really believe that. Do you know what? There's thirty odd points to go for. I think it's thirty six points to go with twelve games left. Thirty six points to go for, and we're we're starting to see the team respond to adversity. Finally, going to go down. Or being in a in a bit of a rut against Benfica, we come out of it. 
Then we go behind to a stupid goal at Leicester who yeah. had the chance to go second. Yeah. And let's be honest, Craig, we've seen our we've seen Arsenal lose them games two, three by Absolutely. two or three. What do we do? We respond and we end up wiping the floor with Leicester. So again, this if this is our time to get the boys focused. And, and start building a bit of momentum. Now is the time. Let's get moving, guys. You know, perhaps, yeah. Perhaps I'm already looking forward to new to next season because, in my own mind, mm-hmm. I, I've written off this season already. But you, you're dead right. There is a lot to play for. Lot to play for. Going up to Leicester, going one nil down, and coming back and beating them three one. A lot of people are reporting, you know, oh, oh, have Arsenal changed? You know, a lot of podcasters or a lot of YouTubers or reporters. Have Arsenal turned the corner? Is this, you know, coming back from coming back from one 0 down against Leicester with a half strength team themselves? Mm-hmm. Is this the corner turned? But we've been here before. Oh, of course. Yeah, do you know when we beat Newcastle four 0 You know, how are you? You everyone's going. You know, he's finally got it. And then the next week, then you're getting beat. But I suppose, even though I do these shows and stuff, I'm still a fan at heart. You know, and. I think that I've kind of given up on this season already. Mm. I've already said that I don't think we'll win the Europa League. I'm sorry now that I'm sounding so negative. Well, and, it's your opinion, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, you're dead, and you're dead right. I shouldn't be wasting it away. There's still 36 points to play for, and perhaps after this, I'll sit down and have a think about what you've said. But I suppose it's just because of the negativity that surrounds the club at the moment, Kevin. That's that's what gets me the most is the negativity that surrounds the club, around the manager, around some of the players. I just don't understand. I don't understand why we can't, why we can't support. That's, that's, that's my biggest thing. I just don't understand why we just can't get behind the players. Instead of, you know, tweeting them, you were, you know, you were crap today. You're rubbish. Get out of my club. You know, this kind of stuff. Why not tweet them, you know, head up next time. You know, I mean, what what would it have been like, Kevin, if Twitter and and, and Facebook would have been around in your day? They would have been murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, there would have been it would have been madness. But I think under George Graham at the time and, and stuff like that, I think um, I'm sure he would have banned it. You reckon? Yeah, I'm sure yeah, he would. I'm too. sure he would have. You know, he was that powerful. I'm sure he would have banned it because that would only get us into trouble. You know what I mean? As a team and a squad. Mm. I mean, some, what some, he... of the, some of the battles we had with some of the opposition fans, could you imagine after the Battle of Old Trafford and all this yeah, stuff? Yeah. We would have been having it on, on social media with, with Man United fans and this fan and that fan. It would have been crazy. Yeah, It would have been mad. What did, what did go back to management and, and what a manager would say to his players? I understand we're in two completely different eras, but obviously man management would still be the same. You know, obviously you'd all get up in the morning, you'd all go training, buy a newspaper on the way to training. If there was a, you know, the back page, big reports about Arsenal, negative reports about Arsenal, would George Graham sit you down and say, look, don't take no notice of those papers? A lot of the time, Craig, it would be up on the notice board. So when you got in in the morning, the headline is on the notice board. So every... So whether you're in the first team, reserves or youth team, you see it. Always, we always had to use it as fuel because that's one thing you can't control is what people say on the outside. 
and, and I know some of the Arsenal fans' opinions differ, and mm. some some are, are more extreme than others. But everybody's opinion is valid. But when you're inside that that bubble of the team and the squad, what you've got, you've always got to try and you understand the negativity, but you've got to you've got to look at positivity. You've got to try and be as positive as you can, even though sometimes the results haven't been great. Arsenal have improved. People might not see it, Craig. And sometimes you have to delve deeper to see the improvements. Yeah. I mean, look at Bukayo Saka. It's, it's not look just Saka. Yeah, but, I'm real. But look at yeah. Saka. Saka wasn't that player last start of last season. He is carrying the team under Arteta, but nobody says anything. Mm. Nobody says Bukayo Saka has been unbelievable this season. Is an is now nineteen. Is an in, full England international, and he should be one of the first names in that squad when it comes to um, the Euros. Massively agree. He should be, yeah. but nobody said nobody says he's going to pay Arteta any compliments for that at all. Defensively, we have improved. Remember, there was times where you could drive a bus for our midfield and defence? Yeah. That has been... He had to work on that to shut that down. Because, Craig, whether we like it or not, and if we're honest, anybody in the chat could come at me if they want. All of Arsenal's teams who have been successful have been built on defence. Not well, attack. Like the old saying goes, isn't it? Defence wins, wins championships, yeah, right? Yeah, Defence yeah. wins titles. So it's all very well thinking, you know, we're not scoring goals, we're not scoring goals. But And people don't like follow the process, and all, but there is a process, especially when you haven't had the process in place for 16 years. Exactly. I think a lot of people are blind to the... Uh, I think a lot of people, I wouldn't say blind, um, that's probably the wrong, wrong way to describe it, uh, don't want to see... What's been going on? Um, it's not just on the pitch, and it's not just with our transfers that, that this process has been this process has been happening. Like you said, Mikhail Arteta is the first manager to come in and get rid of the Deadwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he still gets grief. You know, we've been sitting here as Arsenal fans for God knows how many years saying, "Get rid of him! Get rid of him! Get rid of him!" He comes in and he gets he gets rid of all the players we list, and he still gets grief. He's completely. You know, he's completely turned around his backroom staff. Mm-hmm. The coaches, the physios. The club is a the club as itself is the process. And if people can't see that he's actually come in and he's he is actually trying to implement um changes. A culture. A culture. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this man I, I, I keep saying it and a lot of people shoot me down on it. This man was number two to, to Pep Guardiola, do you know? And people are trying to tell me that Arteta doesn't know what he's doing. No, I mean, but that's that's Craig. Always remember this. Always remember this. That's the only thing they could level at Mikel Arteta. It's the only thing they could yeah. say he doesn't know what he's doing because he's a novice. He's a novice. He's a novice. I tell you what, a novice done. A novice took this team and won an FA Cup in his first season. So that tells you he knows what he's doing. But the, the longer process of being able to challenge where we want him to is going to take a bit of time. And anybody who doesn't see that doesn't know football. Right? Yep. Yep. Anybody who, see, who doesn't see that this Arsenal squad 
it will take them time because the culture has been wrong for 16 years. Arsenal haven't been the team who wanted to be the best, who wanted to win. Arsenal haven't been that club for 16 years. That's why 17 years since we last won a title. Mm. Yes. So it's, it's, I, it, it's all there, but people don't. Uh, people only look when they want to look. There's a comment coming here now saying um, Arteta is an experienced manager. Um, sorry, Arteta is an inexperienced manager mm-hmm. who doesn't deserve to learn on the job. I that's mean, fair. No, that's no. If he, if that's the opinion that he doesn't deserve to learn on the job, that's his opinion. But I wonder if you said that when he won the FA Cup. I can guarantee there was nobody saying, "Oh, he's too inexperienced after winning the FA Cup." Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. all of a sudden, now that we haven't had a great season, all of a sudden now you can throw all this stuff at him. But you know what I say? We're in 10th at the moment. Let's see where we finish this season. Because it's all right beating him over the head now, but we don't know where we're going to finish. Yeah. Let's, fin- let's finish the season. I mean, how long do you, in your, in your, in your humble opinion, with your ex- expert opinion, how long do you think it's going to take Mikhail Arteta? If he gets everything that he needs, if he gets the backing, how long do you think it's going to take Mikhail Arteta to get us back to where we want to be? Uh, it will take him a couple of seasons. I think that obviously we've got to see improvement between now and summer. He's going to get his, his, his the players in the, who he's planned to get. He brings them in and we want to see a definite uptick next season. Yeah. Now, wherever that takes us, I'm not sure. But it's got to be definitely challenging for that top four. Definitely got to be challenging. If we're challenging for the top four next season, I think the fan base will say, you know what, at least we're, we're, we're improving. Mm. Obviously, we, we want to win. Of course we do. I'm just looking at it in a sense. The progress could be, we're here at the moment. Whatever happens, we want to win the Europa. Of course we do. want to finish as high as we, if we could get top six, top seven. And I know that's not great for Arsenal, but considering we've been... 12th and 13th or 11th yeah. and all that. Uh, you know, you, t- you offer me six right now, I'll take it uh, for now. And then we could progress next season, challenge for that top four. And then the season after that, you're definitely looking at, we've got to be going, pushing for an assault on the title. So I mean, I don't 24 f- months. 24 months. So yeah, giving him two seasons, I would be... I would be hoping it would be. I would be hoping we'll be up there next season. Like I've, like I said, I've been his. I've been his biggest supporter. One of his biggest supporters, especially on the podcast. You know, when I'm, you're surrounded by people yeah. who don't think um, he's the right person. Or can I can I name names? Yeah, yeah if you want, yeah. <laughs> Judges and, and that potsy. I'm telling you, them two. <laughs> I know them two, and that they're a nightmare. <laughs> you want to try 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 uh, moderating them, mate? That's oh, a, God. that's a job. But you know, I've been a big I've been a big admirer of him, and Harry has too. And Harry comes with some great points, and normally shoots them both down. But then Dan and Dan and Lee's points are very valid too. Um, because at the end of the day, they're the fans of the club as well, and they want cool. to see, you know, they want to see us winning. But if he if he does get back to in the summer, and if he is bringing in these six players or seven players or how many players it is, and he and he clears out, 
and he makes us stronger. And, he, and at the start of the season, the first game of the season, you're rubbing your hands together and thinking, look at this, look at this for a team. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, if, we, if we're still languishing in seventh, eighth, ninth place next year, October, November, December, then for me, he's one of his biggest supporters. He'll have to go. Why? Because he would have had his. He would. He, he would have had what? That would be. He would have had his season. Mm-hmm. You know, he's free. He's free hit, as it were. Mm-hmm. That I've sat and, and defended him. Mm-hmm. But if he gets backed. Yeah. And like I said, he, he brings in all these players because, you know, people keep telling us that he's got to bring in his own players and he's got to get his own stamp on the team. If he gets all that mm-hmm. and he's still languishing, then obviously well, he's, we haven't got... We haven't languishing. We... He's seventh languishing because well, if, we, if, if you look at this... See, I just want to I just want to play... Um, say no this problem, to yeah. you, Craig. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people who say that about, oh, you know, if we're in the same spot um, next season... Where was Man City? Man City, Man City were down there before their run. True. Man, Manchester Good United point. were yeah, down yeah. there before their run. Great point. Uh, you know, Everton were down there at a time as well. It, and West Ham were down there at a time. And then all of a sudden, you start winning a few games. There has to be a time for it to click, Craig. And you want it to click as quickly as possible. But when you bring in a number of players... It may take a little bit of time. Now, that's why I I don't like to say during the season, if it's if it's October, then he's got to go. Because it might click in November, it might click in December, it might click yeah. January. It's a good and then point you go now, on mate. a hell of a run. Yeah, great point. If it's get to the end of the season, Craig, and we are languishing, like you say, then he's in then he's got a world of problems. I, I totally agree with that. But I just think, what's the point in letting him have the summer if you're not going to give him the chance to work with the team to build? Because I'm not saying all of the players he brings in will know the Premiership. Mm. Some of them won't. So again, they're going to have to find their feet. We've seen Chelsea spend 200 million quid. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I remember our, people were talking about, oh, we, we could go and get Havertz and we could go and get this one and we could go. It takes time for the Premier League is brutal, mate. It is a tough league to come into. So we have to give a little bit of time to players to adjust. Talking about the players that he, need, that he needs to bring in or, you know, players that need to adjust. Mm-hmm. Is there any way back for players like Guendouzi, Lucas Torreira? Um, no way back at all? Well, Torreira, I think, d- didn't settle. And I think that's a that's a that's a lot diff that's different to mm. the Guendouzi situation. Yeah, I think Torreira um, liked the club, but I think his family didn't settle. And when that happens, you're going to lose a player. Mm. And uh, obviously, that's why he went on loan because I thought he was a, a cracking little player who at times was played out of position for for whatever reason. But obviously, when they don't settle, it's it's a, it's a tough one. Gwenduzi, I just think Gwenduzi's a, a, a youngster who needs to grow up. And when you're changing a culture at a football club, you don't need headaches, Craig. You want everybody moving in the right direction. Yeah. Um, the olive branch was handed out to Gwenduzi at the start of this season, and Gwenduzi didn't didn't take it and uh, wanted to go on loan. So I, I don't see him 
And he has got talent. He is a talented player. But if he's ill-disciplined and, you know, you don't need, you don't want any of that around our youngsters, mate. Yeah, You don't absolutely. want any of that around um, Saka and Smith-Rowe and any of these youngsters coming through. No chance, because that will upset the apple cart. Absolutely. What about um, uh, someone I've been keeping my eyes on, well, my eye on, and I've been reading his match reports. I haven't been watching the games, but I've been I've been reading the match reports. Um, that William Saliba is, is is doing very well out on loan at the moment. Mm-hmm. He's another player that could come back straight back into the team next year. Well, Craig, um, you know, and that, like the you know, the new signing, do you know? Well, well, yeah. The bottom line is. Next summer, it's two years since we signed him. Yeah. And obviously, Mikel Arteta thought he needed game time. So, he done. He obviously, he had a, a serious bereavement in his, his, his family, etc. We've seen it happen to Aubameyang. It affects Aubameyang, who's an experience. He's the captain of the football club. So, if it can affect him, a 19-year-old, 20-year-old William Saliba, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect him. And obviously, he's back in France. He's playing well. He's getting game time, which is so important. I I think Gabriel needs a partner. And I think Saliba's the guy. I do too. And you could pick them two as a partnership for the next five to ten years. If they click together. But obviously, with Saliba playing 23s football... And not really getting a look in, that's not going to work. So he's gone on loan. He's getting half a season in France. And then he's going to come back and write, there you go. Let's see what you got. And we're going to see him next season. He's got all the attributes. Absolutely, yes. I mean, a lot of people are saying that um, Mikhail Arteta doesn't fancy <laughs> Saliba. Or he doesn't fancy another player. Um, Mar- that, Martinelli. Is, is, Martinelli, yeah. that is always, is, you know, he's always centre of... Center of conversation sometimes. I mean, what would you say to that? I mean, no, nonsense. I, I, as a fan, can see that Martinelli had a serious knee injury. He came back from injury. He then got injured in the warm up. Uh, I forget what game it was now. He, he got he got injured in the warm up. I actually see, I can actually see the manager protecting him. Protecting. He's, he's, he's going to protect young players. He yeah. is. Craig, and you make a great point. And obviously, the fan will see this as a slight on the player because he's not picking him. Obviously, they don't know what's going on in, in, inside, internal inside the football club. But Mikel Arteta knows exactly what he needs to do to protect these young players. We've seen it happen at Man City with Phil Foden. And look at Phil Foden now. Yeah. You know, so many people are saying, oh, he needs to get out on loan, needs to do this. No, what he needs to do is he needs to knuckle down learn his trade in training with world-class players and that's going to make him even better. Now, and it's the timing. The timing of David Silva leaving and the emergence of Phil Foden happened nice and seamless. So whether Phil Foden's in the team, out the team, comes back in the team, there's no drop-off. Our problem at Arsenal is we want to thrust these kids in, you know, ease this and that. And then when they don't do it or something happens or they start <laughs> yeah. getting injured, yeah, you know, oh, he's, what's going on there? He's too injury prone. It's, no, you can't have it both ways. So the manager knows best. He's going to try and protect Martinelli as best he can. I think Martinelli will get minutes. 
But he wanted him to get some training under his belt, I think. I think that's really important. And uh, not put too much pressure on him because, you know, there's a lot of pressure on these youngsters. Arsenal fans are pinning their hopes on some of these yes, youngsters. absolutely. Which, I mean, Which isn't fair, Craig. Yeah, I mean, there's someone coming in there into the chat that says that Saka does not need protection. Well, I think Saka needs the most protection because... Of, he, of all. He, yeah, because he, he, at the moment, he's our talisman. And like you say, he's the one carrying these experienced players on his back uh, through, through many a game that we're watching him play. So for me, Saka needs to be protected the most. Yeah. Um, I can't, going back to Martinelli, I can't see how anyone involved in football at any level would see that uh, Martinelli isn't a player. Because if you said, you know, if you even watch his highlights, I think what it is with Mikhail Arteta as well, I think, would you say that you might want him to beef up a bit? You might want him to get, I mean, it's just coming here. Look, Michael Casey, Martinelli isn't physically ready to play up front as a striker yet. Um, Not as a striker, no chance. Yeah. He needs to be. He needs to bulk up right now. He will be kicked from pillar to post. As a striker, let me tell you something. As a striker, Martinelli, he'll be injured. Mm. As a striker, he'll be injured because the buffeting that he's going to take, you don't realize the buffeting that you take. And you got you got two players who's going to give you the hits, not one. Mm. You got two centre halves who are going to be there, and maybe you might get a bit from the holding central midfielder. But when he's wide. It's a bit easier because it's just one on one virtually with the fullback. So, you know, it's it's a it's a difficult one. And because as well now, Pepe, and Pepe's done a lot of work on the training ground, Craig. That's why you start to see Pepe improve. Yeah. And Pepe can play both left and right. We even saw William do really well against Leicester. And this is what we've needed. We've needed other experienced players to step up but we 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 haven't had that so again can Mikel Arteta rely on Martinelli he can afford to keep him there he can afford to introduce him slowly because he's not needed in the team because against Chelsea when he put him in we were desperate Mm. but we're not so desperate now to risk the young man's health Definitely not. Yeah, I mean, because when he played, I think it was at Manchester United at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, he played on the. I mean, he played on the left wing. Everyone wanted to see him on the left wing, and he got absolutely roasted. I, I thought mm-hmm. uh, every time the ball came down that wing, and rightly so, came off at half time. Yeah, H- had to adjust. But, yeah, but this is the thing, and this is why a lot. Of, I have a lot of arguments with people, Craig. Because they say, why does he keep bringing Willian on? Why don't he put Martinelli on? Because William knows the game. Yeah. Has he been great? No, he hasn't. He's been awful up until the last couple of uh, games. But William knows the positioning. William knows how to to, to, to track uh, consistently. He knows how to position himself. All these things is what a manager trusts. And Martinelli, I'm not saying Martinelli can't because Martinelli's a fit lad. He'll run all day. But just one switch off can cost you. Mm. And Arteta doesn't trust Martinelli enough just yet. It will come because he's, 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 he's at Arsenal long term. And the future is Martinelli. 
but the Absolutely, right yeah yeah, yeah. But, but the, the right here, here right now, now yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. right here right now we could afford to to play the experienced players even though they're not been doing it but i trust the experienced players to actually get themselves in a position at least hmm. out of the current crop of players that we've got now so if, the team the squad the first 11 we'll, mm-hmm. we'll we'll keep it to the first 11 i know it chops and changes every now and then but how many realistically, Kevin, of those positions needs beefing up or needs changing? Uh, well, we go um, through this. Here. We've got Leno in goal. We don't need I, I, who I think is a superb well, goalkeeper. Let's just let's just let's just call it like it is, Craig. Let's not yeah. mess around. Right back, centre back, partner for um, Gabriel, which obviously could be Saliba on loan. Yeah. So we. So when I'm not going to class him as at the club because he's on loan. Yeah. So that's right back, centre back, partner for Thomas Partey in midfield, I believe, and I believe we still need um, a wide man. We still need an attacking midfielder, and we still need another striker. Yeah, absolutely. So that's probably six players. <laughs> Well, and hopefully he's looking at six. So and hopefully, six players. That he's <laughs> yeah, let's hopefully that um, yeah. he's looking at them. What do you make of um, this fella from Celtic that we we've uh, we've been linked with him this week? I think we've been you know we've been linked with him every window for for a good few years now. Um, Twenty five million pounds, I think the price is being touted at. What 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 would you make of him? Because I think which, which one, Edward, 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 Ed, I think Ed, it's, yeah, Edward. Edward. Good player, yeah. He, he is a very good player. He's good with his very good with his back to goal. Um, he's got good ability. He's got good link up play, and he's young. Mm. And yeah. twenty five million is nothing. I mean, we've, I think you could look at some of the players that have come from the Scottish league that got you know people turn their noses up at, and look at them now. I mean, look at um, <laughs> I mean, the the big one is Van Dyke, isn't it? Van Dyke, Van Dyke. Well. Look at Henrik Larsson, even before yeah, that. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know yeah, Henrik yeah. Larsson is a legend up in Scotland. Unbelievable. Mm. Henrik Larsson, you know, you look at the, 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 the players like that. You look at our own Kieran Tierney. I remember when yeah. Tierney was bought and he was injured. People, have, I remember people saying, why have we brought another crop? Why have we done this? Now they're shouting he should be captain. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> you, you just can't win with some people. But the one thing that these players are groomed for at Celtic, Craig, is to play for a big club. Yeah. Celtic are a huge club. Yeah, the league isn't as strong as what they will come to if they come down to the Premier League, but it's to handle that pressure of having to win because we've lost that. Having to win and that, you know, you've got to win at all costs. That's what Celtic and Rangers are up there. And that's what it is at Arsenal. That's why that badge is heavy. You know, it's a heavy badge to wear. And these guys get a get a get a kind of a, a, a look into it when they go to Celtic. It's a heavy badge to wear for anyone at the moment. Um, mm. Even Big when time. I go, even when I go outside <laughs> with it on, everyone's giving me funny looks. Oh, look at him, poor boy, oh, uh, with man. his Arsenal shirt on. That kind of a thing. Kevin, I think we're going to leave it there uh, this morning. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on here. Um, I just want to say thank you to you because you know I've reached out to many, many ex-players and you're always the one that comes back and says yep no problem you know? <laughs> listen if I can uh, uh, just like anything Craig you know if I can 
I will do it. Listen, we've 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 we've, we've become friends over time. Obviously, I, I, I do quite a bit of work with uh, the flip flop judges, <laughs> half five, and um, you know, I've seen you 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 give Dan some Fridays, and I like to support Dan. I like to support people who not only have their opinion, but they stick to their opinions. And, um, you know, I, I try and help out as many Arsenal uh, pods as I can. You know, I'm quite, quite resident on the Highbury squad anyway. Yeah, which is a fantastic um, podcast. Like, like, to, like to help Sophie and, and Amanda big time. And I just think it's, it's nice when I could do that because I'm an Arsenal fan. I've been an Arsenal fan all my life. So... The fact of the matter is you, you you take the time to reach out to me. You know, the least I could do is is respond and come on and, and have a good chat with you, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Just before we go, how's your um how's your boy doing? Uh Tyrese. Yeah, East. yeah he's he's doing okay. He's off the crutches now and um he's weight bearing and everything. So it's just a matter of just a matter of time now, building the leg. So and, unfortunate, wasn't it? Because he was, just, yeah. he was just, he, was he was really was just starting to, you know. It was flying. I mean, I, I used to, I used to, I mean, I probably shouldn't admit to it watching Stoke, but because I know how some, <laughs> <laughs> some of the oh, fans yeah. feel. Yeah, but, it's, um, a, it's a dangerous I mean, I used to, I used to record yeah. that championship show just to watch him because, yeah. goodness me, he's really coming good. And for him to be at a club in a championship like Stoke, where did he? Where where is it? He did, did he start at Stoke? No, he was at Man City. Man City. So his team, he, well, just imagine his team was like Folden, Sancho, him. Do you know oh, what I mean? There was yeah, a, yeah. Oh, listen. They, they won. There's a Premier League tournament and all that. They were winning to, They won. I think two years unbeaten. Yeah, they were, they were ridiculous, but. Again, the the pathways at Man City. Yeah, not not too long, I'd say. Yeah, yeah they're not too long. It's, it's not great, and you know, he decided he he needed to leave because he wanted to get a pathway. And well, of course, he got the pathway at Stoke. Made his day Premier League debut at eighteen. Mm. But you know, Michael O'Neill was his fifth manager in in two years. It's crazy. It's crazy because of the. But you know, I just said, son, this is all part and parcel of the game. Yeah, what you've got to do, you've got to keep that right because whoever comes in, you've got to keep proving yourself. Yeah, that's that's the name of the game. Well, he's and definitely so. proved himself. He definitely proved himself over the last year of what I've seen. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah very unfortunate. Do pass on my regards to him, mate. And wish him all the Thank best. You. Thank you. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us, everyone. A uh, bit of a different time uh, in the morning instead of the evening. It was a bit strange. But thanks for coming along and supporting it. My thanks to Kevin Campbell, of course. Um, unlimited thanks to Kevin Campbell for coming on and joining us. Thanks to everyone who stayed with us and watched us. Thanks for your support. Uh, we'll be back on Monday with the main podcast, uh, back with the judges, Dan and Harry. Until then, take care of yourselves. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.